You're listening to Next Stop Mississippi on MPB Think Radio. From MPB Think Radio, this is Next Stop Mississippi. I'm Michelle McAdoo sitting in for Mary Margaret Miller along with Kamel King of Visit Mississippi. And as we do every Friday, we'll be traveling across the state letting you know about people, places, and events that make Mississippi a great place to live. So today we'll start our road trip in Laurel for the Magnolia State Bank Chili Cook-Off. Next we're heading to Jackson for the Salvation Army's Super Bowl. After that, we'll travel to the Grammy Museum Mississippi in Cleveland and end the show in Oxford for the 16th annual Oxford Film Festival. So hold on tight because we're going on a Mississippi ride here on Next Stop Mississippi. MPB listeners pay attention to quality. They look for quality in their work and their daily lives. If your business cares about quality customers, look to MPB. Go to mpbonline.org slash underwriting for more information. You're listening to Next Stop Mississippi on MPB Think Radio. This is Next Stop Mississippi on MPB Think Radio. I'm Michelle McAdoo sitting in for Mary Margaret Miller along with Kamal King of Visit Mississippi. And as we do every Friday, we'll be traveling across the state letting you know, know about people, places, and events that make Mississippi a great place to live. Good morning, Kamel. Oh, what a good morning it is. You're supposed to sing that. Oh, what oh. A, what is it? Oh, what a Look, we're going to lose all our <laughs> listeners real quick. Well, you know what? It's not cold. It's not hot. It's just right today. Yes, nice indeed. temperature, little overcast haze, but, you know, it's Friday. Look, I mean, all this up and down weather. That's why these listeners hear me hacking a little <laughs> bit because one day it's 20 degrees. The next day is 78. I know, you know? right? But you know what? Welcome to Mississippi. And speaking of Mississippi, that's what we do. We showcase the best of Mississippi events and people and places on this show. Speaking of, how's your week been? I know it's been kind of crazy up and down. Are you excited about Grammy Week in L.A.? Look, is the is the term cray-cray still uh, uh, relevant at all? Because it's been cray-cray, but in a good way. Uh, actually, I want to speak on last night I went to New Stage here, Theater here in Jackson to see uh, Hell in High Water, which was starring Vasti Jackson and a whole host of other Kimberly wonderful Morgan, actors. Oh, my her God. Her husband Ooh. was in it. And did you go to the, um, they had the answer question panel. Did you do that? Yeah, well, actually, I had to leave, but uh, the play was absolutely awesome, and my man, Vasti Jackson, uh, he he curated all the music, Mm -hmm. played it all, I mean, played in the play. He was awesome, and everybody else on stage, so it was wonderful. Uh, But speeding forward, next week, Grammy Week, Mississippi will be representing representing in partnership with Louisiana and the city of Memphis to put on A Night on the River, which will be the 10th anniversary of Mississippi night at the Grammy Museum. So a whole host of Grammy Award winners and nominees such as Cedric Burnside, Sean Ardone, Chawa, uh, D.O.E., uh, 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 I'm, I'm missing some. Uh, Randy Hauser will be the headliner. It's just going to be absolutely awesome. And P.J. Morton. From Louisiana. From, Louis, from and, New uh, Orleans. Maroon and Maroon 5. And you know we have Nasheri Cooper with the Grammy Museum Mississippi up next in a little bit Can't to wait tell us she about, talk about the activities it. because because the Miss Grammy Museum Mississippi has activities leading up to that Thursday big performance yeah. in L.A. The which, chair going to tell us all about yes, it. Yes, which will tell you guys how you can visit and see that concert live, streaming live. There you go. Here in Mississippi. But first, let's go to Laurel, Mississippi and have a bowl of chili with our good friend Judy Holyfield. She's executive director of Laurel Main Street. Welcome, Judy. Good morning. Good morning to you. How are you doing? Oh, it is a beautiful day in the neighborhood. It is. It is. So I know you've been busy, busy, busy and coming off of the holiday season, um, which you just just caught your breath from that. (laughs) And now you're on to the chili cook-off. Tell us about the uh, little history about the uh, chili cook-off in Laurel. Well, we started this, uh, I guess, in 2012. It was one of the first events that I produced when I became the uh, executive director. 
we have a lot of home cooks in the area. People, you know, we're we're in Laurel. We enjoy eating. <laughs> it's a Southern tradition. Mm-hmm. So uh, several people were like, hey, let's let's have a chili cook-off. And uh, we had about six teams that year. Horrific weather. I mean, it was cold. It rained. But by George, we, we cooked up some chili, and, and it has been going strong ever since. So from those first brave five or six teams – we now have about 30 teams that compete. Um, wow. We're out on the street. Uh, the 500 block of Central Avenue is blocked off, and the event has just grown and grown and grown. And, uh, oh, my gosh, it is so competitive. Mm-hmm. Now, immediately when the calendar hits the new year, the Sabat talk starts. Mm. <laughs> I bet it's some trash talking going there on. There is some trash talking. Now, Judy, uh, uh, fact, go ahead. We, we've, it's, it's grown to the point that we now have two categories. We have a home-style category, so whatever you want to put in your chili, whatever color, whatever meat, home-style. And then we do the Trilingua traditional red meat sauce chili. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, uh, you know, we've upped our game. We give $1,000 in each category. We've had some fantastic artisans create our traveling trophies. Our uh, international wood carver, chainsaw carver, Dayton Scoggins, lives in our area. And uh, he carved us a chili pepper one year with a flame coming out the top. Mm -hmm. So that's our traditional. And then uh, Eric Eves from the Hattiesburg area did uh, an iron piece for us, which is a chili pot, a cast iron chili pot, and we give that to the home style winner. And then we do, um, you know, we've got another artist. Gee, I know y'all are shocked that I might think artists are important, Uh, (laughs) but uh, a local potter throws our our bottomless bowls, and you can have a Carl Buchanan chili bowl for $25 to take home with you and, and all the chili you can eat. Right. Mm. I, I, that's very important. I noticed that uh, Laurel, Mississippi, and your events always embody your art um, community. Always. Yes, you guys always. And you have a very eclectic art community in Laurel. Carl Buchanan is a local potter there. And again, he'll be, um, he created this keepsake bowl for people. And that bowl is what you say, $25 if you want that bowl. And you can put refill it with chili and take it home at the end of the day, huh? Mm. That is absolutely right. And he throws us two platters. We give a Spirit 10 Award and uh, People's Choice. So we're adding this year, we're doing mini judging sheets. So when you come in, you'll be able to uh, kind of, we, we, we've kind of noticed, oh, I just ate all that chili and now I can't remember which team. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So we're going to give them the same numbering system that our blind panel has. And, uh, you know, you're going to get to, to mark your choices. We just keep trying to add a little fun every year a little segment that makes you want to come back if you come every time. Well, let's go see what's new this year. Yeah. Well, so that'll are, be new. I'm sorry. Little, I'm sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> sorry. No, that's, that, that, that's it. <laughs> well, no, speaking of your judges, who are your uh, main judges for the main heat? You have the People's Choice Awards. Um, and speaking of categories. Uh, yeah, you vote. Right. So you, you, you taste and then you put your ballot in, you know, and we count the ballots and whoever comes up with the most is, of course, the winner. Um, our judges this year, we've got Andy McDonald from Mobile, who is a, a native of Laurel. He's a, a well-known food critic. Uh, I think he writes a piece called Wang Up every year or, or every week for the Mobile paper. Um, Randy Holland, who is um, a, a known character. In our area, <laughs> just a known foodie, um, Sherry Marino, a radio personality, um, and then who is our fourth judge? Mm-hmm. Funny you should ask me. <laughs> <laughs> well, Judy, I'm sure uh, every now and again there is somebody who buys that $25 endless bowl, and you be like, God, dog, you back again? <laughs> Like, oh, you yeah. have worn out $100 worth of chili in here, okay? <laughs> Get out of here. <laughs> well, no, we welcome those people. All right. So you talk <laughs> about... Mixed 
bag of chilies. You talk about different chilies, and like you said, there are two categories, that traditional red-based yeah. beef chili, and then you had the open uh, chili competition where you could put all different types of, because chilies, I was doing some research, chilies can it, change. Pans, Chicken yeah. chili, uh, it's so many different What is the chilies. craziest chili right. you've What's seen, What's the Judy? most wild or diff- most different, yeah. you know? Raccoon meat yeah, chili? Craziest, no, now, believe it or not, no raccoon chili yet. Okay. <laughs> okay, yeah. I just you gave somebody start. an idea, boom. <laughs> Some chili, you never know. Oh, no, the, the craziest chili that I've ever seen was a seafood chili, and they they had every seafood imaginable. Was that it. with red you sauce know. too? Was it red? No, or? they did it white. It okay. was a white, mm. white chili. Yeah. All right. So you say, um, first of all, uh, they compete. You come in, and when you eat the chili, when you taste the chili, if with the small cup, you can go ahead and vote at that moment, so you won't forget. Sure. Right, which chili you liked and which one was that, what was the name? Um, and how many, again, how many categories will you have as far as awards, uh, winners? Uh, just those four. The Spirit Tent, whoever decks it out the best, uh, and and that gets crazy, too. We've had Make Chili Great Again. That was a, <laughs> that was a theme last year. Wow. Uh, you know, you just never know what they're going to come up with. Sometimes political, sometimes just hysterical. Mm. Now, uh, Ju- and, Judy, yes. uh, tell us a little bit about uh, now, you know, of course, still promoting the event. Uh, you're the executive director of Laurel Main Street. You know, a lot of listeners may not know what Main Street organizations do for communities and how they are the silent backbone of communities. Tell us what Main Street organizations generally do. Well, you know, I, I'm going to tell you something that, that's just kind of off the wall, but we're the dream catchers. Mm. <laughs> I really do think Main Street, uh, you know, people come in my office with a, with a big idea, uh, like our fourth judge, Roxanne Dunn, moved here from New Orleans after Katrina, and uh, she is a restaurateur in downtown and, and grew up in that uh, business with her, with her parents. Uh, and, and so, you know, hey, I've got this really great idea, and and I call us the dream catcher ABCD people. Well, let us help you make that a reality. Mm. And uh, in in 2011, I sat in my office in downtown Laurel and looked out and asked myself repeatedly, what were you thinking? Mm. <laughs> we had had 35 vacant buildings in downtown Laurel. So you kind of let that sink in a little bit. In this past uh, year, I did a tally for our board and for our funders, and I called it a snapshot of success. Mm-hmm. There are seven vacant buildings in downtown Wall. Wow, very good. congratulations. Very good, very good. And that we was your goal. We have opened 34, right. relocated or opened 34 businesses in mm-hmm. downtown Wall in the last six years. Mm. Very good. So, you know, it is just... Um, Main streets have an approach of economic reinvestment, um, looking at a building that was something and and recognizing it as still the building, but what can it be now? So we have a lot of of that going on. One of our biggest, brightest stars was Slow Boat Brewing Company, Mm -hmm. and it was an old radio station and graffitied up the ugliest building in downtown. I took it to a Main Street meeting, and I said, what can I do with this? And they were like, uh, we don't know. Good luck with that. You know, <laughs> the right. architects and the, you know, like, well, we don't know. We don't have a thought about that building. And, and in comes the brewery. And it is a live music venue. It is a brewery. It's just a, a happening place to be. And uh, it won an award for its reinvention of, of that radio station. And, you know, um, that's, that's what... adaptive reuse. That's what uh, main streets are there for. You you're, you set a goal and you made it happen. We really thank you guys for being a part of Next Stop Mississippi, especially for my Main Street Mississippi show. You guys come through every year and let us know what's going on for Christmas time during your um, during that time in your city and throughout the year. I really can count on Laurel Main Street to be there for Next Stop, and we are here for you. Thank you again for being a part of the show today. And tell us again when the um, Magnolia State bank chili cook-off will take place and where people can go to find out more information on about it about it february 9th that is saturday week 
and you can go to LaurelMainStreet.com. You can go to MagnoliaStateBank.com. Find out everything you need to know. And it's not too late to enter. That was my next question. Can people still enter? Okay. They, so they can enter. If you still want to be a part of the uh, Chili Cook-Off, you can enter it at, uh, again, that's uh, LaurelMainStreet.com. Thank you again, Judy, um, for being a part of the show today. When we return, um, we'll talk with Michelle Hartfield with the Salvation Army about their Super Bowl. It's coming up this weekend. Plus, do you know what the best chili beans to use in chili are? Come on now. Well, we'll tell you when we return. So don't go far. Stick around. This is Next Stop Mississippi. MPB would like to thank Daniel, Coker, Horton, and Bell and the Mississippi Healthcare Alliance for underwriting MPB programs. Your company can be an underwriter, too. Find out more. Go to mpbonline.org slash underwriting to find out how. Whether you're a thrifty shopper or someone who likes to buy the whole store, Change is the program that will allow your purchases to show your support for the quality content on MPB Radio. This easy and no-hassle program rounds up your credit or debit card purchases to the nearest dollar and sends us the difference. You support MPB and get something nice for yourself. To sign up for Change, visit our website, mpbonline.org, and click support. You're listening to Next Stop Mississippi on MPB Think Radio. This is Next Stop Mississippi on MPB Think Radio. I'm Michelle McAdoo sitting in for Mary Margaret Miller along with Kamel King of Visit Mississippi. Now, before the break, we ask, what are the best beans to use in chili? Hmm. Come on now. Drum roll, please. Now. Google says, of course, Google's always right, kidney beans or pinto beans. Now, some even say you can use all three, well, kidney beans, black beans, or or, uh, pinto beans. Now, some people say use all three, and it makes it even better. A three-bean chili is really good. Three-bean chili, seriously. Mm -hmm. Uh, Well, you know, speaking of chilies and soups, we have Miss Michelle Hartfield in the studio. Hi. My name's hey, Michelle. Michelle, 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 Michelle. Hi. You came in so bubbly. <laughs> I you know. Love that. I know. <laughs> and um, speaking of chilies, we were talking off air about the big Super Bowl. Yes. Tell everyone, first of all, before we get into, of course, the Super Bowl and mm-hmm. the wonderful things uh, that it will bring this Sunday, tell us about um, the Salvation Army and what you do with the Salvation Army and the programs you provide for the community. Okay. So I'm the Director of Public Relations, so it is my job to get the word out. And uh, the Salvation Army, so many people don't realize beyond Christmas. Um, Mm -hmm. And we have so many social service programs. We have a homeless shelter that's open 365 days a week, a year, not Mm -hmm. a week. (laughs) We have um, our family store, thrift store, and everything that is spent in that store also feeds back into our programs. We provide food and groceries. We provide utility assistance, clothing. Um, We have a Pathway to Hope program, which is an intensive 18-month program that helps people, you know, get their GED, get on their feet, find a place to live, find a job, and our social workers work with them one-on-one. So we really, really aim to be a hand up in the Jackson community and help people to kind of get their their own feet on the ground and be able to, to keep moving forward. I did not know you guys' programs were that yes. extensive. Yes. Oh, and we have after wow. school. Uh, we have arts programs, arts education programs mm. to make affordable, you know, arts and sports for mm-hmm. for children who wouldn't otherwise have access. Mm-hmm. So we're really trying to break that cycle of generational poverty in Mississippi and give give kids the best chance that we can. And nice. it's not just disaster relief yes, that yes. people see on TV. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You guys do things 24-7, we do. 365 days we a do. year. And speaking of that, it costs money. Mm-hmm. It, you need funds to be able to provide those um, programs for the community. Mm-hmm. So 
Let's talk about the Super Bowl. Is it one of your biggest fundraisers? It it is, yes. So um, the the Super Bowl brings in money that we then cycle back into everything raised with this event. This event is for social services. So and when you say Super Bowl, let's tell people because they're thinking, well, we know the big game. Yeah, spell it out for them. So this Michelle. is S O U P E R Bowl. Oh, yeah. I love the name. That's cute. And do you know, uh, do you know a little history? How long have you been with the Salvation Army? And do you know a little history I, of the Super Bowl? I've been with the Salvation Army for about a year and a half, okay. but this is the 22nd annual Super Bowl. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. Now, how do you bring people together to get all the soups and the ideas for the soups and how many varieties? We have you know? about 25 this year. Wow. Um, and so we start working on this in the middle of the Christmas insanity and we uh, we contact local restaurants. The soups are all donated by the, our amazing local restaurants in Jackson. We get such wonderful support mm-hmm. um, and they provide four to five gallons of, of soup and uh, then we have you know celebrity servers come in and serve the soup and uh, the tickets also we work with the mustard seed um, and so they they make us you know custom bowls for the event so now, your adult ticket will, will come with a bowl what is the mustard seed okay so the mustard seed is a, a local nonprofit that provides um, care and services for uh, people with Down syndrome and they have their own little pottery shop so they create all this these beautiful pieces of art and they have provided the bowls for the event for the past two years now so the mustard seed bowl is it a mm-hmm. staple or you have to pay a little extra to get that bowl or? no it's um, it comes with your oh. adult ticket purchase okay. while they last. So uh, we do still have some available. Anyone who has pre-purchased their tickets automatically gets the bowl. Um, so you might want to purchase your tickets now. Exactly. They are available the day of. You are welcome to walk up and buy a ticket, but the bowls will only last as long as they last. So let's talk about soups. What yes. type of variety soups will you have there? Like I said, we have 25 <laughs> restaurants, and so there are a couple duplicates, but we have things like white chicken chili. Mm. We have, mm. um, yes, we have shrimp bisque. We have mm. corn, chowder, like corn chowder, and we have, you know, your cream of chickens and mm-hmm. tomato basils and broccoli and cheese. I mean, we've, we've got so many different varieties. Now, let's <laughs> talk about what we talked about off air. I'm not going to mention her name. She works at one of the television stations here. And last week, they had a running joke. She said she was serving split pea soup, and no one came by her station. (laughs) And she said, uh, and to make it worse, Miss Mississippi was in between her. So Miss Mississippi had like a chicken noodle one or chowder, something Mm -hmm. really good. She said, I was in between Miss Mississippi and I had split pea soup. So no one, everyone stopped <laughs> That's there a hard, and went around me. She said, no, this year she's getting chicken noodles. She can help it. She's getting there early. Right. So how do you guys decide what uh, celebrity gets what soup? You know, I don't know that there really is much of a process. I think it is just kind of, you know, first where, come, first. Yeah, where we can put you and where you fit. And, and we do alphabetize the restaurants just to kind of make it a little bit easier for people to find the soups they're looking for. And um, where is it taking place this year? The, the, same place? the Sparkman Auditorium at the the Ag Museum. So we've moved to their biggest space because we were definitely cramped last year. So last year, where was it? In one of the smaller? It was in one of the smaller auditoriums. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So that's good. That shows progress. Yes. And people are knowing about it. And so the time, the the time of this Super Bowl conflict with the real Super Bowl? Oh, no, not at all. So the, our event I know is, you wouldn't do that. Right? Oh, gosh, no. I've got to get home and watch that game. Are you kidding? I'm boycotting, um, but no, we're not no, going to talk about that. Um. Now, now, how can people who uh, who want to donate, volunteer, and mm-hmm. come and help out, how can they do that? Um, you, our volunteer coordinator, her name is Taylor Hart, and so they can call our office. They can um, look her up online, um, and so just uh, contact. And, and we have volunteer opportunities also throughout the year. Oh, so nice. not just this event. Mm-hmm. We are always looking for volunteers. Okay. What is split pea soup? Okay. Split pea soup is a soup with split peas in it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I said it. No, Michelle, you know what? Java's going to look it out up. of here. Java's going to look it <laughs> up. I do know it's green. And when I was younger. It has ham in it. Right. When I was little, I went to uh, Davis Magnet. Yay. Love my school. And uh, we actually made some. It does have ham. It's a little thicker. 
because it's pea. You uh, lost me a long time ago. It's like a green. It's a, I think the English pea or green pea soup. My uh, engineer, he's going to pull it up for me and tell me in my ear exactly what I'm it sure is. I'm sure it's a staple in this It's more lentil than it's like, lentil, you know, right. Java, Java, what's did you pea eat soup? this a lot at home? Uh, I'm a chicken noodle man myself. Uh-huh. But um, pea soup or split pea soup is made typically from dry peas, such as the split pea. Uh, it is with variations of part of the cuisine. Many cultures, um, you have a grayish green or yellow in color, and it does include the ham. I, I am not. I, I remember as an elementary student, it was green. It had ham in it, and I hated it. So, I'm sorry, I, mean, I got us off track. Yeah, what, I'm sorry, Michelle. I'm talking sorry. About, just, we're talking about. <laughs> I'm just a little <laughs> curious. But back, back to Super Bowl. <laughs> so um, again, the Super Bowl will be this Sunday. Mm-hmm. At what time? It is eleven to one. Okay. So yes, you will have plenty of time to get home, and we have a tailgate tent where you can yes. purchase dips or baked goods mm. or goodies to take to your later Super Bowl That's festivities. Smart. Very yes. smart. And those are donated by or made by different mm-hmm. people or donated so by So a restaurants? lot of those are made by our Women's Auxiliary. The Salvation Army Women's Auxiliary is a volunteer organization that works with us and they are wonderful women and they cook wonderful things and they will actually have a cookbook for sale also. Oh, I know. We need to check out that tent because mm-hmm. I know some goodies over there. Mm-hmm. So um, anything else? Again, we talked about Again, we we were playing about MPB not being one of the celebrities. So MPB will be represented at the Super Bowl twenty uh, twenty. Yes, ma'am. Yes, we will get you in there. We're gonna and we're gonna have the best, and soup. we'll give you a good soup. Oh, yeah. No split. <laughs> pea. Oh man, please. wait, wait. No split pea soup for MPB next year. How about no split pea soup ever <laughs> for anybody ever in the world? What's Unless the- you're a restaurant providing split pea soup, and then we are very <laughs> yeah, grateful. Exactly. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> good you, PR. You said you <laughs> have duplicate soups, and that was Sometimes, interesting. Yes. Um. So you know, we contact these restaurants, and then you know. They they provide what they're willing to provide, and so we we are grateful. And and you know I think sometimes it's fun to sample different kinds. Yeah, of, competition of, a little yeah. bit. You know, yeah. yeah. Which one is your favorite? Chicken oh. enchilada. You know, just now. Will of, they have any other activities there at the Super Bowl besides the eat, uh, tasting so of the soup? So we have um, we have Star Wars impersonators. We have mm. uh, a. a, a wonderful gentleman who comes in and plays the banjo and does some live music. We have a silent auction um, with packages that are amazing. You can bid on a Mercedes experience and get to drive a Mercedes for a weekend. How about our experience taking it home? Yeah, right. it off. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, we have, you know, jewelry and we have all these baskets that we've been putting together. Mm. And so the silent auction is a lot of fun. All right. Yeah. Well, where can people find out more about the Super Bowl and the Salvation Army if they want to um, help throughout the year as well? So SalvationArmyJackson.org. Uh, will have everything they need to know. Well, thank you so much, Michelle. My namesake, Michelle Hartfield, Executive Director. Michelle, two uh, I called you Executive Director. Yeah. I just gave you a promotion. I always do that. <laughs> Michelle, I give everybody promotions. I'm speaking things in Into existence. Being. So you're the Director of Public Relations yes, for ma'am. Salvation Army. Thank you again for coming out thank today and so telling us about the Super Bowl. Me. And I just may stop by. No split pieces. No split pieces. It's fun. Come on. (laughs) All right, guys. Stay tuned. Uh, Coming up next, we're heading to the Grammy Museum, Mississippi, in Cleveland. But first, do you know what the most popular soup in America is? We'll tell you the answer when we return. Mm. This is Next Stop Mississippi on MPB Think Radio. Whether traveling through Oxford or Tupelo, stuck in traffic in Jackson or Meridian, or cruising along the coast in Biloxi or Ocean Springs, MPB goes with listeners wherever they go. Your company's message can go along, too. Go to mpbonline.org slash underwriting to find out how. You're listening to Next Stop Mississippi on MPB Think Radio. Welcome back. You're listening to Next Stop Mississippi on MVB Think Radio. I'm Michelle McAdoo sitting in for Mary Margaret Miller along with my traveling partner, Kamel mm-hmm. King of Visit Mississippi. Now, before the break, we had a super good time with Michelle Hartfield discussing the Salvation Army's Super Bowl fundraising event happening Sunday at the Mississippi Ag Museum in Jackson. Now, before we welcome our next guest, did you... 
kind of find out what or guess what the most popular soup in America is? Hmm. Mm. What do you think? Uh, chicken noodle. Mm-hmm. Java, what do you say? He says chicken noodle. Two thumbs up for chicken noodle. You chicken are noodle. correct. Chicken noodle soup is the most popular soup in America. And coming in at surprisingly in second is tomato soup. Man, I just cannot. Mm-mm. Jason and I were. You can't uh, get around a good uh, broccoli and cheese, though. Exactly. You sure can, now. I'll take that. Yeah, definitely. I'm a chowder girl myself. Everyone around here knows I love clam chowder and uh, or chowder. <laughs> I love yeah. it. So uh, soups, you know, vary just like people vary. Mm-hmm. People are different. Really soups do. are different. So um, I never thought tomato soup would come in second, but you can put in so much in tomato soup. You can make it without good uh, grilled cheese sandwich, you know, I guess it works. <laughs> or, or you can just pick up a V8 and warm it up. Stop in the it, stop it. Well, now let's uh, take it up a notch and welcome to the show, Nasheri Cooper. My girl, Nasheri. Mississippi Grammy Museum. Good Hi. morning. Hi. <laughs> it's been so long since I talked to you. What, it's been a I day? <laughs> it's, been, it's been forever. Happy New Year to you both. And I want to get on the soup discussion. I, I like all those soups that you guys named. What about split peas, though, in the cherry? <laughs> now, that's where it stops. There that's we go. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I'm a campaign for the champagne to shut down split pea soup across America. That's funny. Make make, make, <laughs> wait, make soup great again and no split pea soup. <laughs> be outside. That is hilarious. We're going to uh, start an Instagram, Facebook campaign. Hashtag. Hashtag no split pea soup. I love it. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, speaking of Mississippi, Nasheri, you yeah. not being from Mississippi, you came right on in at the Mississippi Grammy Museum and picked up the Mississippi sure torch. And you could not tell you're not from here. I mean, I swear to God, you are like the one of Mississippi's biggest cheerleaders. And mm-hmm. I love it. But uh, before we start talking about, of course, the events uh, you guys have coming up for Grammy week, Tell us about what you do and a little bit about the Grammy Museum, Mississippi. Well, thanks for um, those kind compliments. I, you know, you guys are uh, both uh, great people, and I, and I love hanging out with you guys anytime I get a chance. But honestly, it starts with my great-grandfather. As you guys may or may not know, my great-grandfather is Muddy Waters, so my roots are here. And I was the typical city girl. You know, I didn't like coming to the South. I didn't like coming here in the summer to visit and things of that nature. Um, so to be here now in my career is really a full circle moment and definitely um, reminds me every day that you can never say never. <laughs> and you have to um, follow your dreams no matter where the, it may take you. Um, and for me to come here and not come with a positive attitude and wanting to embrace the culture or heritage, in my eyes, would be a disservice to my grandfather and his legacy. Um, so, you know, I'm honored to be able to um, celebrate music and his legacy um, so close to the plantation that um, he worked at at Solvo. At so um, it means a lot to me. It's, it's more than just a job. Mm-hmm. Now, Nacheri, I mean, you you guys at the Grammy Museum have so much going on. But, you know, for all of the listeners, and especially Mississippians, tell, you know, the listeners why Grammy Museum Mississippi is so special and why the state should be so proud of having that jewel right there smack dab in the middle of the Delta. You can't really mention Mississippi without mentioning music. Hmm. I mean, and that's just the bottom line. Um you know, um, I always say this, Mississippians have a lot to be proud of. And a lot of times, let's just all be honest, you know, um, the negative things that happened in history sometimes overshadows all the brilliance and geniuses that came out of Mississippi. Um, all genres of music pretty much came um, from the Mississippi soil. And um, we're honored to, to celebrate uh, Mississippians. Uh, the state has the most Grammy winners than any other state in the country. Um, and so, you know, you guys have a lot to brag about. <laughs> and, uh, you know, we're honored to be able to help you brag about, you know, all the, all the wonderful musicians that have come from Mississippi and have contributed to um, the different genres. Um, it's really, it's a place, what I always say, it's a place where dreams lie um, because, you know, you can find musicians 
from any background, any race, and they all have a different story. They all have had different obstacles to overcome, and they all have been able to live their dreams out loud. And it's very inspirational um, when you walk through these doors and you're able to, to see that and interact with different exhibits and, you know, write songs with Grammy-winning bluesman Kev Moe and, and dance your heart away with Neo and um, discover new instruments in our rolling room. It's just something for everyone. Um, and um, I hope everyone um, in Mississippi comes and um, sees see what we have to offer. All right. So let's get into the Grammy, celebrating Grammy week. It's February 2nd through the 7th. And you begin yes. with the Kids Rock the Red Carpet. Tell us about that event. Oh, I'm so excited. Well, we let the kids rock out, you know. <laughs> The kids, are, the kids are rock stars, and, and, and we let the inner rock stars then come out. And the kids rock the red carpet. This is our third year doing it. It's sponsored by um, South Group Insurance Services. Um, we It's best suited for kids under the age of 12. We have ice cream bar. We have kid-friendly tunes fun by Big uh, D-Day Big B of 97.9 The Beat. Um, and it's just it's just a lot of fun activities all night, and kids really get involved. They, you know, last year uh, we had a uh, a contest, and um, a kid dressed up as Elvis Presley uh, won. So they really take it serious. We roll out the red carpet for them, we interview them as they come up, and um, really treat them um, like celebrities. It's a lot of fun. We hope people come out. And the tickets for that is thirty dollars for children and fifteen for adults. All right, so that's that's starting on Saturday, uh, February second. That's tomorrow at six p.m. Then yeah. you're gonna go into on Sunday at two p.m. on the big screen. What are you showing on the big screen? The Greatest Showman, which I haven't seen that yet, so I am really excited to um, um, to see it at, at the museum. It's two times Grammy nominated film. Um, it was nominated for Best Compilation Soundtrack for Visual Media and Best Song Written for Visual Media. So, again, everything that we do for Grammy Week is a celebration of the 61st Grammy Awards. And so this movie, movie uh, screen um, just highlights one of the many nominees um, in film. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, you know, I want you to talk more about, like, the road to Grammy Gold and why Mississippi and then the Grammy Trivia Night at Hey Joe's there in Cleveland, Mississippi. But you know we got to talk about a night on the river because you and I have been working closely hand-in-hand, hand, working our tails off. And uh, you, you got to tell them what's going on with that and just how awesome this show is going to be. No problem. I'll be really quick with Tuesday and Wednesday so we can get to the grand finale. So Tuesday and Wednesday we are doing education um, workshops. One is called Road to Grammy Gold. That really just gives you the history of the Recording Academy and our voting process. Um, and also you get to watch an exclusive film that gives you kind of a behind-the-scenes look at the performances for Music Biggest Night. Why Mississippi? You know, it goes a little bit more in-depth with what we just talked about. Why is Grand Museums here in Mississippi. Um, and it definitely is because we want to celebrate the state's heritage and musical legacy. And then at night, um, Hey Joe's, which is a, which is a, a local um, cool spot here in Cleveland, Mississippi, um, always has trivia night. And so um, next Wednesday, they will be dedicating that to the Grammy Awards. So we will have Grammy Trivia Night and give away, get some cool prizes um, throughout the night. And then, drum roll. Drum roll. Night on the river. Can you help me out if I miss anything? But this truly is our biggest event. And what's, what's exciting about this is not only are we going to be doing this live out in, in Los Angeles on February 7th, but for the first time ever, we will be live streaming that event um, here at the museum. It is the 10th anniversary of Mississippi Night a night that we celebrate Mississippians and um, the contributions they have um, had in music. 
Um, but this year is a little special, right, Camille? Yeah, it's real special. Uh, Kind of like I mentioned earlier in the show, it's the first year we're doing it in partnership uh, with the state of Louisiana, uh, uh, their tourism office, along with Memphis's uh, tourism CVB, and uh, of course the Grammy Museum Mississippi. So, you know, it's a uh, hodgepodge of just all the nominees that are, you know, that are, you know, for this year, and I mean, it's going all the way from high rhythm uh, band, uh, you know, to Sean Ardone, who is Zydeco, yeah. DOE, you know, who is uh, nominated for a Grammy. She's a wonderful uh, gospel singer. Uh, Randy Hauser, who is from Lake right. Mississippi, uh, who is a CMA award winner. Uh, I mean, P.J. Morton. Come on. Come on. Tell him, tell him the chair. Yeah, P.J. Morton, Cedric Burnside. Uh, we have a partnership with Delta State University. So, we're taking the kids um, from Delta Music Institute along with us, and they're going to be performing. Um, we have Chawa. I don't know if you mentioned that. Um, but basically what you see is that we have all genres represented, and we have yeah. all faiths represented. And that, to me, is what I'm most proud of uh, because it really gives people, to me, um, a great experience of, of Southern music. And, I mean, I'm just so proud to be a part of it. I was uh, uh, blessed to be a part of the first one, uh, the first Mississippi night 10 years ago. And I remember from the Williams brothers, who are probably nine-time Grammy-nominated gospel artists, to uh, Hubert Sumlin, who is now passed on, to Pine Top Perkins. Uh, uh, I mean, it was Dorothy Moore. You know, it was crazy. And so the legacy has steadily kept on, you know, just like Mississippi's legacy is. Being, of being the birthplace of America's music. Well, tell us what's going to happen on uh, at the night of a night on the river because believe it or not, Kamel and I mean Java and I will drive up and we're going to take part of a oh, night great. on the river. We're going to put our fancy schmancy clothes yeah. on and drive up yeah. there. And I have, believe it or not, I've never been to the Mississippi Grammy Museum. Shame on you. Java hasn't either, so don't throw Shame me under the y'all. bus. But this is going to be our first time. Now, I know we're probably not going to be able to view the museum per se, but I'm looking forward to that night. Tell me what am I looking forward to here uh, that night at the uh, night of, on the river gala. So we will have an open bar. We will have passing the doors um, um, before the actual performance starts. Once the performance starts, we're going to be asking guests to enter into the Sanders Sound stage where, where they will be experiencing um, live and long with us in L.A. Um, the performances by the artists that we just, uh, that me and Camille just talked about. Um, at the end of the night, uh, we have some special things that we'll be giving um, away to our guests that attend. Um, but we want to have them experience uh, a night on the river as much as possible and feel the excitement and energy that we'll be, we'll be showing out in L.A. And chair, really now I know this will be, uh, you know, with you getting that big old position over there at Grammy Museum, uh, the audience is, is got it has as much star power as what's on stage. So excited to do it! It's going to be followed by a rooftop uh, reception by Wolfgang Puck, mm, and it's I'm, just going to be all the We won't be able to uh, have take part. Yeah, we're going to have to catch a flight to L.A. for that roof, rooftop um, after. Wolfgang Puzzle. <laughs> but you, you know, heard it. But you know what? We'll be there in spirit and truth, like That's they right. say. Right. <laughs> and bring a doggy bag home. Just, you know, take it back on the plane, bring it home for us. Sherry, as always, it's been a pleasure having you on the show. Always energetic, always talking about what's great in Mississippi, Mississippi yeah. Grammy Week. Again, it starts this, it starts tomorrow. Uh, uh, and tell them where they can go to find out more information on all the week's events at the Mississippi Grammy Museum. You can go to GrammyMuseumNS.org for any information on any of the events that you talked about. Thank you again so much. And I'm looking forward to seeing the Grammy Museum Mississippi on Thursday. Uh, we're going to take our first break. And when we return, we'll sit down and speak with Melanie Addington about the 16th annual Oxford Film Fest. But first, do you know what Mississippi folklorist and historian is nominated for a Grammy Award this year? Stick around and we'll tell you when we get back. This is Next Stop Mississippi on MPB Think Radio. 
MPB listeners pay attention to quality. They look for quality in their work and their daily lives. If your business cares about quality customers, look to MPB. Go to mpbonline.org slash underwriting for more information. For Moments in Black History, we highlight Mamie Teal, the mother of Emmett Teal, who was murdered in Mississippi on August 28, 1955, at the age of 14, for being accused of inappropriate behavior with the white woman. With courage and strength, Mamie Teal insisted that her son have an open casket funeral. The pictures of Emmett Teal's badly beaten body helped spark the civil rights movement throughout the country. We salute Mamie Teal for her courage. This has been MPB's Moments in Black History. You're listening to Next Stop Mississippi on MPB Think Radio. You're listening to MPB Think Radio. This is Next Stop Mississippi. I'm Michelle McAdoo sitting in for Mary Margaret Miller along with Kamel King of Visit Mississippi. And today we've had a great, great road trip. Now, before the break, we asked what Mississippi folklorist and historian is nominated for a Grammy Award this year. The Mm -hmm. answer is William Ferris. Yes. Yes. William Ferris, he's nominated in the category of Best Historical Album for his Voices of Mississippi Artist and Musicians documentary. And he will be on our show next Friday. Yeah. And uh, Mr. Evans is also, along with it, did the liner notes. And it's it's uh, nominated for a Grammy Award Wonderful. for Best Liner Notes. Mississippi. We Just, will be uh, showing a clip and commemorating it uh, at the Grammy night. At the Mississippi night at the Grammy Museum. Okay, so we'll see that next Thursday. Mm -hmm. Wonderful. I'm excited. I'm excited. Now let's welcome to the show our final guest. She's Melanie Addington, Executive Director of the Oxford Film Festival. Welcome, Melanie. Welcome, Melanie. Hi, how you doing? I'm great. Good morning. Good morning. We are fine here in Jackson. No frigid cold temperatures here today. I know. Let's keep it this way. <laughs> right. So uh, before we get into the Oxford Film Festival, did you guys get any snow here in Oxford? Of course not. <laughs> we all waited for it, but nothing. <laughs> no snow. So tell us a little bit about the Oxford Film Festival, and you're going on 16 years. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah. We launched this Wednesday, the 6th of month. And uh, speaking of Grammys, we actually have a music video with Cedric Burnside nominated for Grammy this year. So a little tie-in for Grammy Week. Beautiful. <laughs> Yes, yes. Now, tell us a little history uh, about the Oxford Film Festival, because, I mean, you guys are just growing light by, with lightning speed, and it's really we becoming are. a force. Yeah, yeah. We, uh, we've been growing rapidly the past few years. In fact, I don't know exactly what will happen next week, but we have already doubled in filmmaker attendance planning to be here. So we're excited for even a bigger year this year. That wow. is wonderful. Speaking of... Um, festivals and movies. Tell us about uh, the categories you have this year and some of the films you have this year. Sure, yeah. We have um, documentary, music documentary, of course, in Mississippi. Um, we have narrative feature and shorts. We have what we call Fest Forward, which is animation and experimental films. Then we have a kids film festival on Saturday of the festival. And then we also do LGBTQ films. And then uh, we focus a lot on Mississippi films as well. So it's Mississippi music videos, Mississippi short films and Mississippi features. Uh, one I'm really excited about just premiered at Sunday. It's called Always in Season. And uh, it's technically not a Mississippi film, but the filmmaker, the director, Jackie Olive, is from Hattiesburg originally. So we're, we're excited to have her here. And how do you select? Well, when do people start sending in the, their films and the committee? How do they select the films to be featured each year? Yeah, we have about 50 screeners that watch 1,500 movies for about six months over Mm. the summer and fall. And then our final ones get selected by our head programmers. They kind of create sort of a flow of how the films work together. Um, And then uh, we announce after we've worked for about six months on it. Now, have you had uh, filmmakers to come through uh, the Oxford Film Festival and, you know, that that become a springboard to go into bigger film festivals and then matriculate yeah. to bigger, bigger yeah. things? Our first year of the festival, we showed Kate Taylor's short film Chicken Party, and then we supported him early on in his career. And now, of course, he's doing huge films. Um, so that's really exciting. And then a lot of Mississippi filmmakers, you know, they've networked at our festival and ended up hiring people 
for example, Driven, which is world premiering with us, um, is a film made in Tupelo by Glenn Payne and Casey Diller Purnell. But they met Richard Spate Jr., who's a star in Supernatural at our festival, and they got along so well that he ends up starring in their movie. Flew back out from L.A. to Tupelo to be in it. So stuff like that is really exciting to watch happen with our Mississippi filmmakers. That's good. So how is this year different from others? Because you go on, like you said, 16 years, you have to, you try to make it different and better each year. So how's this year a little bit different? Yeah, I feel like our programmers really focus a lot. Um, and we always say diversity and we don't mean it as a buzzword, Like we have a great crop of films uh, from black filmmakers in our state, black history month uh, celebration films, but also a lot of female filmmakers, um, and we're really happy. It's a, we're almost about 50-50 on female and male directors, so it's really great to see that grow. All right. Well, Melanie, of course, we had you on last year, and every year I'm going to, of course, showcase the Oxford Film Festival, Festival because, like we just talked about with Najeri uh, Cooper, Mississippi has so much talent, mm-hmm. and it is our mm-hmm. duty at MPB to showcase that talent in Mississippi. Thank you so much for being a part of the show every year. Tell everyone oh, yes. where they can find out more about the Oxford Film Festival if they want to be a part of it, and if they want to possibly next year uh, send a film in. Yeah, absolutely. Everything's on our website, www.oxfordfilmfest.com. You can buy tickets there. You can buy passes. You can learn how to submit next year. Thank you again, Melanie Addington, Executive Director of the Oxford Film Festival. Thank mm-hmm. you so much. Thank well, you. Okay, right. Well, we want to thank you for joining us today and thank all of our guests for joining us. Judy Holyfield with Magnolia State Bank Chili Cook-Off. Michelle Hartfield with the Salvation Army's Super Bowl. We had Nasheri Cooper with Grammy Museum Mississippi and Melanie Addington with the 16th Annual Oxford Film Festival. Now, um, speaking of um, Nasheri Cooper, you have a busy week. You'll be out next week, correct? I will be. I'll be out in L.A. for the uh, Mississippi night, the night on the river, and can't wait to get out there and just and, and help uh, be a part of producing this wonderful show for Visit Mississippi and Louisiana and, and Memphis, all of our, our partners. And we'll have Nasheri Cooper back on next Friday to give us an update on the big concert for those who can't make it to the Grammy Museum, Mississippi, on Thursday to see it live streaming. Yeah. We're going to talk to her about your whole entire week and the big concert in L.A. Give us the nice. 411. Nice. All right, and bringing back a doggy bag from Wolfgang Pucks. You know I will. Please I'm be do. scooping them all in my suit jacket. Great deal. Great deal. Well, if you missed part of the show or want to hear past episodes, visit MPB online slash Next Stop Mississippi and listen to our podcast. For Kamel King, I'm Michelle McAdoo. Stay tuned for our Friday Southern Remedy Show for Women and join us next week as we travel the state for another amazing ride here on Next Stop Mississippi, only on MPB. Think Radio.